are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. God calls things that are not as though they were. Now remember, God chose this method. Now let's go over to Romans, the fourth chapter. But we'll begin back in verse 13 of Romans 4, verse 13. Paul says, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now I want you to underline the phrase, the righteousness of faith, because it's important. We'll talk about it just a little further on. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law. Now, do you realize who Abraham's seed is? See, Galatians, the third chapter says, If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What promise? This promise right here that we become heirs of the world. Now, it's not going to happen through the law, through works going to happen through the righteousness which is of faith. Through the righteousness which is of faith. Now, let's just go over then to the 10th chapter of Romans. And let's hook up on this phrase, lest we forget it when we come back to it. Sometimes I say, we're going to come back to it, and then I forget to do it. Romans chapter 10. Let's read from verse 6. For the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Well, let's back up a few verses. Verse 2, he's talking about Israel. He says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Have you ever seen someone that had a zeal of God, but it wasn't according to knowledge? I mean, they're trying to do good things, but they just didn't have the knowledge to do it. You know, they didn't have the word of God for it. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Have you ever seen people that are just trying to be righteous? You don't get righteous by trying to be. You get righteous by being born again. You make a decision. It's a gift of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith is different. The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. See, the righteousness which is of faith speaks. Say not in thy heart. Now, what Paul does, he starts out to tell you what the righteousness which is of faith would say. But then first he tells you what it wouldn't say. See, if you find out what something's not, it'll help you more understand what something is. <laughs> so he said the righteousness which is of faith would not say who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to raise Christ again from the dead. Well, now someone might say, well, who in the world would say that anyway? You'd be surprised. Have you ever said, Lord, come down and touch me? Then that's exactly what you said. We've got to get Jesus back so he can do something for me. <laughs> can we reverse the process of death and raise Jesus back in his flesh, blood, and bone body so he could minister to me? 
Oh, if Jesus were just here, he could sure help me. He said the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say that. Because you see, when Jesus ascended to the Father, the Bible says he is seated there at the right hand of the Father until his enemies are made his footstool. That means that somebody's going to have to get their feet on the devil. And Christ is the head of the church, and we're the body and the feet are in the body, so he's going to sit right there at the right hand of the Father until we get our feet on the devil. You got a message for the devil? Write it on the sole of your shoe. <laughs> so he said the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say who will bring Jesus back so he can do it. But the righteousness which is of faith says, verse 8, what saith it? The word is nigh me, even in my mouth and in my heart. In other words, since Jesus is gone and seated at the right hand of the Father, oh, he dwells in my heart all right. But he's not coming back physically to do anything about my situation. He has sent his word. And his word is as close to me as getting it in my mouth and in my heart. And it'll do the same thing as if Jesus himself appeared in a flesh, blood, and bone body and took care of it himself. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction." God sent his word and healed them. Didn't say he sent his word to heal them. He sent his word and healed them. Somebody said, I sure don't feel healed. Well, don't tell God because he sure thinks you are. (laughs) See, if he said he sent his word to heal you, it might not have. It might not have had enough power. But if he sent his word and healed you and delivered you, then there was enough power, and it worked. Boy, I like your haircut. I like yours, too. Glory to God. Found somebody with my hairstyle. See, the Word of God is as powerful as if Jesus were here. There's no difference. The Word, Jesus was the Word of God manifest in the earth. So the righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh me, even in my mouth and in my heart. In other words, you get God's word in your mouth and you speak it. The promise of God. Second Peter chapter 1, Peter says, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. How many things? Then things. that didn't leave anything out, did it? He's already done it. Not going to one of these days. He's already done it. How did he do it? Through his word, according as his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are by this means are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be, wouldn't have to be, but might be partakers of the divine nature. You can become a partaker of the divine nature of God through the promises of God. Now this is what Paul is referring to. The righteousness which is of faith says 
Jesus doesn't have to come back to do it. I don't have to wait till Jesus returns. The word is nigh me even in my mouth and in my heart. Now, let's back up here just a little bit and let's read what Romans 4 said. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. This is the way that the righteousness of faith is going to possess, enter into the promise that God made concerning being the heir of the world is by saying the word is nigh me. The word of promise is nigh me as close as getting it in my mouth and in my heart and the righteousness which is of faith is going to possess the world. Going to be heir of the world. Now it's here. We need to enter into the promise. This is the promise that God gave. Well, I know we're not going to just enter into it overnight, but I'll tell you what, we need to begin to possess the part of the earth that belongs to us and have dominion over some things. The promises of God are here. The children of Israel didn't enter into the promised land. Many of them didn't because they wouldn't mix any faith with the word of God. Well, we have a promised land today, and it's every promise in this new covenant. The promises of this new covenant, 2 Corinthians 1, Paul says, God has already said yes to every promise before you ever ask him. I mean, why would God advertise something and say, but no, you ugly thing, you can't have it till you get to heaven? No, what he's advertised here, you can have. But you enter into it through the provision that he has made. And he has chosen things that are not to bring to naught things that are. So the things that are manifest in your life that does not measure up to the promises of God, take the word of God and your faith and call for the promise of God that is not manifest. And when it comes, it will nullify what exists. God never takes away something out of its place without replacing it with something better. So the things that are not manifest is the method that God chose. So if you have need of healing and your body is sick, then what is it that you don't have manifest? You don't have healing manifest, do you? So then you call for it. Go to the Word of God and find out what God says. The Word says that by His stripes you were healed. So call for it. Thank God... Because the word says, by his stripes I was healed, and if I was healed, I am healed. I'm not saying it because it's a natural fact. I'm saying it because the word said it, and I'm proclaiming it, decreeing it, so it will nullify the sickness that is in my body, and I will be well. Now we're talking about using your faith and the word of God to proclaim and enter into the provisions that God has made. There's no stronger principle in the Bible than this one here in Romans, the fourth chapter. See, God speaks in past tense. If we can ever grasp this, that God speaks the end from the beginning, and he wants us to begin to do the same thing. Thank you for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7215. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling for a total of $19 entitled Calling Things That Are Not As Though They Were. What are you talking about, calling things that are not? 
Well, we call things that are not manifest as though they were manifest until they are manifest because of what God's Word says. This is the way you speak the Word of faith. You find the promise of God. You confess that promise until you're fully persuaded of it. It gets in your heart. The Apostle Paul says the Word is nigh you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. When you speak it out of your mouth, it goes directly into the heart. And that way it makes a demand on the human spirit to find a way to cause it to come to pass. Now what we need to realize is that it's not enough to know about it. We have to do it. We must call for the promise of God to be manifest in our lives. We look out and we see lack. What do we do? We should not confess lack. We should not proclaim that we're going broke or we're going to lose our house or whatever. We have the promise that whatever I do will prosper. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm delivered from the evils of this present world. So when I faced lack years ago when I was struggling, I got a hold of the promise of God and began to proclaim abundance. I call abundance in Jesus' name because the Word says I can have what I say if I believe and doubt not in my heart. So if I speak the Word of faith and I call for what I don't have, that's the way we do it in everything else in life. Why is it that people think it's wrong when it comes to the promise of God? We call for your child if he's not in when the noon meal is ready, and he comes. We must call for the promise of God. That's CD offer number 7215 for a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.